0: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Monday.
0: The opening right. yes. is going to be on Broadway in about right. two weeks. We haven't done a show in two weeks, so we're a little out we're of a little rusty.
2: It's, it's our bye week.
0: That's right. Last week we had the short week with the Panthers traveling Wednesday, and you were somewhere. Where were you? All I was in
2: uh, I was uh, I was in Nashville. Uh, I Winthrop you Winthroping. I was at Winthroping. Yeah, I was Winthroping. Went to Nashville's a great town. Love Nashville um, Love Nashville So we did uh, So Dave and I do. Dave does the play-by-play I do the color And I do TV for home games on winter But I travel and do color on the road so, And we like to do fun things So we uh, we stopped by Nissan Stadium uh, And we went by uh, Ryman Auditorium mm-hmm. On Monday night, Jim You're going to love this So we went in a day early uh, The team went Tuesday morning And then stayed Wednesday night And drove home Wednesday The game was Tuesday night Usually you go in the day before But I think they didn't want to Lose too much time so we decided to go to uh, Ryman Auditorium Monday night, and Dave did the research on this. Um, and I'm not a Grateful Dead guy, but I I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, Bob Weir, who's one of the founding members of the Grateful Dead, um, uh, pretty much I think was the lead vocals. Um, he was doing a show there with uh, these two guys called the Wolf Brothers, uh, and it was basically a Grateful Dead show. You know, with a lot of Bob Weir music. It was really cool. Ryman Auditorium holds about 2,500 people. Uh, I mean, I felt like I was back in college, um, it, but the the spread of like Deadheads from like you know millennial, past our generation, uh baby boomers were there too. I mean, it was just an interesting eclectic crowd. Music was great. It was good, and he's seventy one. Put on a great show. It was a lot of fun.
0: So you guys went to Nashville Country Music Tennessee
2: yeah. right. to go see the Grateful Dead. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right. But we now we did. It was so like as we tape this, that's on like Thursday, going to the
0: roasting company and ordering the fish sandwich. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'll take your steak sandwich. And your steak sandwich. <laughs> Few Fletch fans you'll get that. Um but uh we did go to uh, I think it was Jason Aldean like or maybe it was Dirk Bentley. Bunch of, they all have bars. They all yeah, that's all the same guy. church, they're all the same guy. Right. So um I mean it was literally like Noah's Ark raining like it was this morning here in Charlotte. Uh, and Ryman Auditorium and Broadway are basically like a block away, so we just it was the closest bar we just went in there and there was actually um they were a pretty good band i don't know who they were what their name i mean they weren't they weren't like celebrity bar but you know they were like you know house bar band type but right. they good. were pretty good it was fun you so you can' go wrong in nashville no you can't Great go wrong town. in nashville Great that was town. that was a lot of fun and then we went to uh uh, the day of the game, we went to Arnold's, uh, which is a oh, from Happy Days. A meeting, exactly. Hey, hey, <laughs> Fonz, Fonz, Potsy. Or whatever, yeah. yeah if became- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm remembering the show right, yeah, I think we merged the, the comic book in the in Happy Days, but right? Oh, Archie's was it?
0: No, it was Arnold's and Alice. It was, it was Arnold's. Yeah, it, yeah, was, it Arnold's. was Arnold's. you're right. You're, you're thinking right. Archie's. I'm thinking Archie's. Archie's
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Arnold's, is a, it's a meet-in-three uh, th- uh, meet place, which, you know, three sides. Uh, Line was out there. The place was fantastic. It was great. Nashville was fun. We had a good, good time, except uh, Winthrop right. lost the game. But they were competitive. Right. But uh, Darius Garland, keep an eye on that name. Uh, Bryce Drew, remember him from Valparaiso? Right. Had right. The, the big shot in 98. <clears throat> um, so he's coaching at Valpo. Third season, uh, he has two potential NBA lottery picks on his team uh Simi Shitu is the other guy he's uh like a 6'10 he can play um I wouldn't say he's like LeBron um he's probably a little bit thinner and a little bit taller but I mean he can probably play four positions he can for a big guy he can dribble the ball and he he was he was a tough matchup inside for Winthrop those two guys were fun to watch so they um Winthrop had the lead in the first half nine points then they went on they they had this big transfer Matt Ryan not the same Matt Ryan but he did go to Notre Dame uh transferred to Vanderbilt he hit three threes. They went on a 17-0 run, and Winthrop stayed close the rest of the way, but uh, couldn't pull it out. And then uh, Saturday, we were in southern Illinois, Edwardsville, so we are just outside St. Louis, okay. uh, and went to Pappy's Smokehouse. Uh, no, this place, Jim, it's been there for 10 years, and it's probably the best barbecue I've ever had. It was St. Louis, you know, it was Memphis style. Okay. Uh, but it was, I mean, the just delicious. It was fantastic. So I had a good week last week in the, when the Panthers were off. You went to two great Two great towns. and drinking yeah.
0: towns. I've been to St. Louis and Nashville both in the last year, too, and they're great places. And if it sounds like we're avoiding the topic of Pittsburgh, it's because we are, <laughs> which is where I was last week, of course, with the Panthers, tying a record <clears throat> for points given up in a game. So my wife- well, We
2: essentially just like scrapped up the tape and threw it out. Yes,
0: yeah, so we're not even looking back at the tape. We're not, <laughs> we're not even looking at the audio tape, if you could do such a thing.
2: <laughs> we're not looking at the sound waves.
0: <laughs> so my wife Sandra drives up with some friends who live in Charlotte, but they're Pittsburgh. Friends. and so they had planned all year to go up there and so they had a great time of course so yeah Sandra has been to a few road trips but it, a handful in 24 years of me doing this and so of course she goes up to the drubbing of 5221 yeah. up there and I won't get into it but you know she's been to New York she's been to Atlanta uh, I'm trying to think a couple of other road games. She said Pittsburgh fans were the worst. Really, no offense against all you nice Pittsburgh people right, that live right. in our area, but she said Pittsburgh Steeler fans in that bowl, and then they went to Jerome Bettis's uh, right. restaurant after yeah. that, were just nasty, foul. Wow. So by now you'd expect that from Philadelphia, from Eagles. Yes, fans. I mean yeah, yeah you, you expect wouldn't expect that, that, that from Pittsburgh No, yeah. I, I was kind of surprised to hear that. I go, did your Pittsburgh friends not stand up for right, you? Right. She said no, they were too busy cheering and having a good time, and <laughs> she just had to fend for herself. So, yeah, they um, threw Sandra to the wolves. Yeah, I mean she's not uh, or the steel uh, pit in this case. No, she's not obnoxious. No, she no, was just no, Wearing no. a toboggan, yeah, that had right. black and blue on it. Right, so Jeez. obviously she had, she had very little to cheer for. So it wasn't right. like she was making noise to right. get in their way.
2: Right. Well, maybe it was because it was a Thursday and they had all day to based.
0: Yeah, tailgating all tailgating bad. all that. Yeah, That's we too went. Bad. To, so real funny. At some point, we'll talk football. It's like a Cam Newton press conference. We we'll talk football <laughs> at some point. In the preseason, we had a game in Pittsburgh. We went yeah. to a place called Pork and Beans. Okay. Kevin Donnelly and Mike Rucker and Eugene and all those guys. And it's a barbecue place, basically. So good barbecue and all the sides, like you're talking about, and all that stuff. Next door to it— Did you get the salmon? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm sure the salmon was—I bet they had smoked salmon. In fact, I'm pretty sure they did. This time, right next door to it in downtown Pittsburgh uh, is a place called Meat and Potatoes, right next to Pork and Beans. (laughs) This time we went to Meat and Potatoes. you got to love Pittsburgh. Simple people. And the breakfast place is ham and eggs. And as I told Joe Person about it. He goes, I'm guessing it wasn't like a, a the meat in three sides is a little more high-end. I go, yeah. actually, it was. I mean, it was like well-done, like short ribs yeah. and really uh, high-end meatloaf, if, it, if such a thing exists. But um, it was like it was uh, craft beers and that kind of place. But right. anyways, if you're in downtown Pittsburgh, I've been to Pork and Beans, Meat and Potatoes. If a Bearded Podcast ever gets out to Duquesne That's right. or one of these other well, universities Yeah, we need to get out Pittsburgh there. Or, or uh, Robert Morris is
2: up there. Right. There's a lot yeah.
0: of universities up that way, so maybe you can check that out game itself was awful yeah it was, it's it was, now been but the first drive, I
2: mean I'm watching the game here and then at halftime I drive into the stadium to the show with with Brett after that first drive I'm thinking all right this is gonna be you know it's gonna be good we're in good shape everything's going well and then that one play touchdown and then the pick six and then it all was right. like oh
0: <laughs> yeah I know no they came out that first drive was all Christian McCaffrey yeah. he was a North Turner at his finest yeah. wizardry and Thinking here we go, and then you give up two touchdowns in thirteen seconds of yeah, elapsed right. play clock time. Well, they had
2: three touchdowns in that game that were under fifteen seconds, or three drives essentially. That were three right, so seventy-five two- yard <laughs> touchdown and a
0: pick six, and then yeah, the other uh, long one to Antonio Brown, and it was just uh, game over. But I mean, again, I think that's anomaly stuff. I think it was just one of those things that happens. Um, well, the sky's not falling. I mean, six you, and three, right? You know, <laughs> you're gonna
2: have. Well, look at. I mean, and look what happened later in the weekend. You know, I mean, New England gets you know blown out. In, at the, in in tennessee nashville. yeah in nashville in
0: nashville at nissan stadium yeah
2: well this uh, this is probably not funny to anybody else but me but uh so one of the guys i went to high school with saw the stuff that we did on social media from from arnold he's like hey i'm gonna go check it out <laughs> and i was like oh that's cool why is he going and then i said oh yeah the patriots are playing in <laughs> in nashville so yeah there we go but uh yeah but it happens and i wouldn't say it was a I always hate when people say, oh, it's a good loss. There's no there, – there are no good losses.
0: <laughs> no, that was a bad loss. Yeah, that was a bad loss. That was
2: a no, but I mean from loss. a sense of like, well, maybe this will get them right. You know, these guys are professionals. I mean, they don't need that extra motivation. Um, but – now here comes the but, right? But I do think, you know, in, we saw the, the video this week, the NFL films. They had Thomas Davis mic'd up, and he went over to Mike Tom after the game and said, hey, that kind of humbled us a little bit. So, you know, maybe – not that they need that extra motivation, but maybe you know, maybe they were starting to feel a little bit too good about themselves, and this kind of refocuses them, which I think is a little bit different than needing extra motivation. I think focus maybe is different in yeah, confidence. I and- think
0: for the young players, it's a learning experience. For yeah. Dante Jackson, yeah. and I still consider Bradbury, two and a half years in, yeah. to be somewhat of a learning young great player. Um, but I talked to Mike Adams yesterday after practice, and he's like, man, the only people talking about Pittsburgh still is the media. He goes, we yeah. moved on. He goes... Yeah, he's played 15 years in the league. He goes, you're going to have games both ways that yeah. you win, you get on a roll, yeah. and you win like the Baltimore game, right? Or you get stocked that way. He goes, it's a long season. You know, essentially, you play 16 games, you play 15 years. You're going to have games like that where the other team just has your number on that day. We could play Pittsburgh again this Sunday and have a completely, a completely different, different result. Absolutely, you don't know. No, you, absolutely, because Pittsburgh's good, but they're not. Come on, right, right. They're, they're not the 72 <laughs> right. Dolphins. They're just a, they're, <laughs> Wait, they're, they're not? okay. <laughs> They could score a lot more than the seventy two Dolphins with Bob Greasy, I think, back in the day. So you know, on to Detroit and uh, you know, a team that's struggling at three and six. I think one of our biggest issues has been consistent pass rush. Yeah. They've given up sixteen sacks in the last two weeks, so unless they've had a quick turnaround in that department, I think the Panthers have a chance to generate that may have to do it by blitzing more or maybe throwing more more caution to the wind. Right. The less caution to the wind. So I think maybe we gotta take some more chances out there. Just don't want Matt Stafford picking it apart. I mean I know they right. traded away Golden State but he's he's a great passer.
2: Yeah, I mean in 3 games against the Panthers he has 8 touchdowns and uh 3 picks. So if you can get pressure on him to me he's kind of like that prototypical like a I mean maybe a little bit more mobile but uh kind of like that Matt Ryan you know yeah. he's in that kind of that mold and Yeah,
0: gunslinger type. Gunslinger he'll, type. He'll throw for 300 whatever yards but he might throw two or three picks. Right, you know. Yeah, you got you got to force chances.
2: him. Jim, you got to force him off his spot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Got to get him off his mark. Got to get a hand in his face. Got to get pressure. I mean, we could run the same press conference quotes every week. I mean, that probably works pretty good against the worst quarterback in yeah. the well, league. Well, it's too. not our first rodeo. So. <laughs> We're just out here chopping wood trying <laughs> to do a podcast. Wood, man. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I, offensively, what uh, kind of concerns me, though, uh, You know, Ziggy Ansa is a pretty good um, hey, pass rusher. The a-
0: team has got Ziggy and Snacks yeah, on Z- the roster. <laughs> And do we say Jim Bob Cooter?
2: Jim Bob Cooter, yeah, right. The Darren's going Darren Gant's going to love that. Yep. Um So I mean, and, you know, uh, you know, Darius Slay in the in the back end. So the, you know, this is a team that uh, you know, record wise, three and six. You say okay, but you know, they beat Green Bay. They beat. Gre- Beat beat New England. To say beat New England, so you know I don't think you can take them lightly. Do we have
0: any former Patriot coordinators on staff? Because that seems to be the trick this that does year. Seem Mike Brable from yeah. Tennessee, right? Matt Patricia with Detroit,
2: right? Yeah, and um, yeah, and their GM Bob Quinn is uh, worked in uh, worked in the person personnel I think side. Santa's here. So no, it's just my dog. We're, we're, so we kind of so the NFL had to move the Monday night game. We had to move from our outside locations because of the rain. So we're actually broadcasting from my kitchen. So Karma, my dog, who was great when we were kind of chit-chatting beforehand, yeah. now suddenly wants to go outside and has been ringing the bell. It's
0: like the little kids that come to the press conferences, like Cam Newton's <laughs> kids, like they're good, or Steph Curry's kids. And then the next thing, when you start talking, you got dog. You got dog getting the jingle bell. Yeah, I can fix that. Yes,
2: yeah, so open the door, Jim. Jim's going to no, open he's the. Move the jingle um, bell <laughs> away from <laughs> the door. <laughs> yeah, just <ring> it. <laughs>
0: Early uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday wishes right, from the some, pregame postgame podcast. We're gonna put some extra pepperoni For... in our
2: stocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, there's a mouse in Mike's living room. Go get it, dog. <laughs> Another rat is in the Pacheco household. Go get it.
2: But uh, do we um, do we do we fall into the media speak though and uh, call this a must game or uh... no? It's a wanna have. It's a wanna have. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, is it must have to go six and four if you lose? Just
2: because you don't want to drop back to back games, even though granted it's on the road. Yeah, I mean, but I guess a team that to me
0: mostly must must have is like uh, elimination game, like playoffs. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like the the world doesn't end if you're six and four, but obviously, yeah, to get to seven and three and get back to playing good football, I think that's what you hear coaches and players talk about more is taking care of Panther stuff. Don't worry about the other team, right. even what they're doing do what you do well, and that should take care of the, the game in most cases.
2: Well, and on paper, you know, this really looks like a good matchup for the Panthers' running game because obviously the Panthers' top three in rushing, and Detroit, uh, they're bottom of the league. I think they're giving up like 134, 132 yards per game on the ground. So, you I mean, this kind of feels like strength against weakness, and if they can get that running game going, which is what the Panthers want to do, um, it could be a nice time in Detroit. And they won there last year. Uh, yeah, open the door, Jim. Let her out. The— um, the game last year was interesting, too, because the Panthers got up 27-10, and then uh, it was one of those like fierce comebacks. Don't fall off the chair. I'm it trying was... to push the door open. It was one of those uh, fierce comebacks. The rat ran out the door and took the dog with it. Just don't fall into the storm creek. You're at the palatial estates. It's like the Mississippi River back there.
0: This is like Tom Brady's mansion. Where's Giselle? <laughs> is she baking cookies downstairs? Jeez. <laughs> ma, the meatloaf now, ma. <laughs> With the meatloaf. What does she do up there? What were you saying about football? Old school reference.
2: No, so the, yeah, let's go back to football, right? No, it's technically not. that was Wedding Crashers. That was ahead. Wedding Crashers. Yeah, so we've gotten Fletch, Wedding Crashers, <laughs> um, old Anchorman. Anchorman, of course. Yep. I'm sure there'll be a, like an animal. All the classics. Animal House reference at some point before we get out of yeah, here. Food fight will be coming. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, this is one of those games, though. You, If the Panthers want to get to where they want to be, this is a game that they got to, I think, get control of the game early and and try and get out of the way. But it's the NFL. You know, you never know. I mean, Detroit, they're still fighting. Uh, Matt Patricia in his first year. um, Number two pencil behind the ear in this game, I would think. What amount
0: of food in the beard is there, do you think, though? (laughs) He shaved for the the interview and the press conference being hired there. And now he's back to looking like John Belushi from Animal House once again.
2: Yeah, well, I'm going for that look, too.
0: So about forty five minutes ago, you mentioned uh, running game, and I'm, and, you know, so we cover this team. I'm actually yeah. interested to see what they're doing personnel wise. They signed two, right. released one. Yep. So CJ Anderson gets released. They bring in Traveris Cadet, yep. former App State, App State and yep. his sixth NFL team running back, and then for his ninth time with the team, technically third, right. Kenyon Barner, and they're the same kind of back. Essentially mm-hmm. scat backs that can run but more receiver than they are running back. And yet earlier this week they said, Well, finally we'll get a look at Cameron Artis Payne to see right, what we guys. Right, right. Well, truly, only probably one or two of those guys at the most. Might only be one of those guys will be active because you have Alex Armagh who's right, gonna be active. Right. So it's like kind of surprised they went so heavy on running back. They must have a plan with all that, but it's just kind of interesting that they doubled down on running back and went from saying Christian's playing like ninety four percent of the snaps. Right. So right. why do you need anybody essentially? Right. Why do we get extra ones? So I'm just like I'm not complaining. I'm just kinda, in, I'm yeah. kinda amused and interested yeah. to see what the plan is with all these running backs and if in fact they'll even keep all these guys or if you know, we saw Coney Ely get picked up and then dropped the next week by Oakland. I you know, as one of these guys like I mean, that happens. is cadet yeah. maybe a one week rental or right. you know,
2: I don't know. Right Let's see what happens. I have no idea. They go by the running back store? I mean <laughs> it's just like,
0: yeah, don't shop hungry. <laughs> Wait, we lost a running back. I need to grab every running back (laughs) on the aisle. But obviously, I mean, organizationally, a lot of thought goes into every personnel move like that. It's not like they're just out there just willy-nilly grabbing running backs, but just kind of like going, it's funny. They just said Christian McCaffrey's got all these snaps we want to see yeah, artist pain. So If I'm artist Payne, I'm like, going, hey, yeah, yeah. remember yeah. Monday? Yeah. <laughs> By Wednesday, we got like nine running backs. Like, what's going on
2: here? But I think that's been one of the interesting components of watching this offense. And I know Kevin Donnelly, I think it was two weeks ago, um, likened it, the Mad Scientist with North Turner. So it, it, this is kind of fun seeing how this, this offense is evolving. And, you know, I still think the ceiling is high for this team. You know, I, I think everybody – the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof, yes. right? <laughs> and sometimes the basement is the floor, <laughs> right? And your dog is outside. <laughs> tear yeah, up your neighbor's yard. Don't go in the creek. Yeah, tear up, tear up the neighbor's yard. No, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not Classic, Go get Gramps. Right. Well, so the other fun thing is uh, this week, Jim, is we learned that the Panthers have a sommelier, which. Cam said in the press conference he didn't know. Did you know this? I did not know this.
0: Rudy, who's who's Rudy, Rudy the Somali? Yeah, That's great. Yeah. What, what, I had no idea. Why I, do we have a Somali?
2: Then they said he does like all kinds of. But things. he's yeah, he's like a he's like a Swiss Army knife. He does yes. a lot of different things, and he has a wine he's opener there, too. He's actually our
0: our fifth string running back in <laughs> Norm's offense. <laughs> His name's
2: Rudy. He's yeah. got to be Rudy. No, he's got to I mean, be he defensive, defensive lineman. Man. Doesn't he? that's right? He's got to get sacked. He's got to be. He, has, he's, he was he's, built like a running back in all honesty, He's got to get the the, He's got to get his uniform for the last game.
0: Yeah, the Sean Aston character definitely that <laughs> wasn't built like a
2: defensive <laughs> end, from what I recall.
0: But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And we were talking beforehand. Like, I like red wine, not like white wine. But I'm not a wine expert by any means. No. I've been to wine country a couple times, and honestly, one of those is because we were out there for nine days with the Super Bowl 50 right. trip. And um so I've been to a number of vineyards and I appreciate and like wine but I'm no expert on it. Um beer I could probably help a little bit more. I know you're more like
2: you I'm know, more of a beer sommelier.
0: Like a sam adams. That would actually
2: you know <laughs> if if there if there was such a thing I would if broadcasting ever doesn't pan out. <laughs> um And so far it hasn't. Right, right. <laughs> uh you know I mean you, we always joke that I have like five jobs. Why not add a six? I should become a I should I should learn to become a beer sommelier.
0: There are beer snobs out there. Yeah. So I would tell you my uh, one of my stepsons works at a uh, at a bar, and uh, he's worked at uh, a liquor store too down uh, in Valentine area, and they have and they sell hundred dollar beers. Really, a hundred? I mean, are you how serious? big of a beer snob are you to purchase? I'm talking about a, a bottle of beer, not a six pack of right. beer. Right? No, no, no. Well, I remember a hundred dollar um, bottle of beer.
2: Yeah, you know what? I remember three four years ago, maybe it was longer than that. Sam Adams had something like a it was called like a triple bock. I don't know if it was $100, but I remember it being pretty pricey, and it was. It was like a single bottle, but it, it's kind of like, like the champagne things, right? Like It's, mm-hmm. it's a big bottle, but it's— The it's, old
0: yardstick. Yeah, the yardstick. <laughs> a yard of beer. A yard of beer. I wish I knew what it was. He, he told me. I can't remember. I'll look it up, and maybe I'll bring it back to the podcast next week. But they've had people come in and buy— How well, Did, they, did a they put stopper? like?
2: Did they like put shavings of gold in the, uh, in the hops? Like- I
0: forget. I don't even know what's in it. I wish I had more information for you. I hate when I start a story I don't know how to finish it, but— um. <laughs> If there is such a thing. Google it, or yeah,
2: tweet us at Jim Zoki or at Mike Pacheco eighty one if you know what's in yeah, that check bottle. Check out your local um,
0: craft. Ask one of your craft uh, bartenders, or go to a local liquor store and ask, or a total wine or something. But I can't say that. I, I
2: mean, I do. I enjoy a, a fine beer now and then, but I can't say that I'd spend a hundred bucks on a on a bottle, of, a bottle of beer. No, I'm the worst.
0: I'm at Harris Teeter with a Vic special. If it's more than ten dollars for a bottle of wine. I'm not doing that, let alone a bottle. And think a bottle of beer, even ounce wise, is just like so much smaller than a bottle of wine. All right. So,
2: the, my best beer bargain going back to college. <clears throat> uh, I've never seen this beer before, had never seen this beer before, have never seen this beer since. Uh, but we were seniors, so you know, we were, we were legal. We went down to the liquor store, and they had a case, a case now, so 24 <clears throat> of 16 ounce beers called Golden Anniversary Light. <laughs>
0: Even the name sounds un- unappetizing. Was, no, here's, now, now, again, now, okay, so, go, so this is like
2: 1991, 1999. So, I mean, you're talking case of beer. Like a case of Budweiser was probably six, seven bucks back then. Right. So 16-ounce, 24 of 16-ounces was three ninety nine. Amazing. It tasted like it, too.
0: At, I don't know why it was because there's plenty of cheap beers out there, but when I was at uh, Bowling Green State University in the uh, late 80s, Old Milwaukee was always oh yeah yeah the one of choice. Right. I don't, does it still exist? I don't even know. It I believe it does. Does it still exist? So, anyways, it was just like any keg party. That's what the keg was. Pony keg, regular keg, going to the store. It was just like it was like the best tasting, I guess, of the the awful beers was yeah. Old Milwaukee. There's plenty of them out there. We lived close enough where we could have fire brewed Strohs from Detroit, yeah. Michigan, nearby there. Strohs I think is is gone. But um, as 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 are all the jobs in Detroit, as it turns out, Jeez, including yeah. Stroh's, as we head up there this week. But um, yeah, Stroh's was another kind of local beer up there back. I actually there. have
2: it in my fridge right now. In Narragansett, uh, when I was a kid, Narragansett was a big local uh, regional brewery, kind of in the mold of like a Pabst that type of beer. It it went through hard times. The brand basically went away, and then. Uh, and coincidentally a guy that i know uh, he's an he's an investor one of my friends from high school, college buddy they res- they became investors with this guy and they resurrected Narragansett beer and now it's uh they have like three or four different styles it, it's kind of come back but at one time Narragansett was a big back in the 6 early 50s 60s when you could beer advertisers were big in baseball like Ballantine was a big beer mm-hmm. for the Yankees uh Grabagani was was Red Sox Narragansett was one of the one of the red sox beers that's since been resurrected and it's actually not bad the other funny thing is when my brother was in he was in london like 10 years ago for for work he was there for like two or three years and he would say you know we think of like some of the english beers and irish like guinness and uh you know some of the we think of those as being really like high-end he was telling me like budweiser was considered like a high-end beer
0: i've heard that before yeah and conversely, Heineken, which when I was growing up was always considered like to be some high end. Yeah, have a Heineken, whatever. Low. I'm sorry, I don't. I just offended Heineken. Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow, Lowenbrow yeah. is kind of like the armpit beer of like <laughs> Europe. Yeah. So no, not Heineken, but uh, Lowenbrow, which right. was always like when I was growing right. up was like. Right. tonight let it be low, low bro yeah and some and, uh, guy driving a sub have yeah. steaks and prime rib <laughs> yeah. and you know all these great awesome meals and have a low and brown so they like, would yeah. laugh at us that we yeah. thought that was like some yeah. somebody
2: beer. told me that the Coronas like that or was at one time was considered that in New Mexico it wasn't considered to be like a high-end beer but no. here it's like sophistication to sophisticated we,
0: we made a holiday out of Cinco de Mayo which <laughs> is a very mournful day in Mexico in reality <laughs> So we've had – I'm going to make an executive decision. We've yeah, had so many random topics of movie quotes, yeah. food, and uh, liquor references. I'm going to forego the random question of the week because this that has been the most random, random podcast <laughs> yeah, would agree that, that we have done. Yeah. But in honor and in the theme of Cam's press conference, that had nothing to do with football, very little had to do with the podcast this week. As we head to Detroit, pregame at 10, uh, kickoff at 1 on WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. And you and uh, Brett. Yeah, it'll be Brett McMillan. I think Brett's last, last race is in Homestead, so that's right. His race season. Is his He'll time.
2: have uh, one eye on one screen and one eye on the game. <laughs> Should be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll so. be fun to watch. All right. Hopefully
0: next week we're talking about a win over Detroit and preview Seattle next week on the pregame postgame. Podcast.